Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Big thanks to Brooklinen for supporting Earn Your Happy. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Lori to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. And thanks to Pros for supporting Earn Your Happy. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it, literally. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Lori. She who starts and fails will always be ahead of she who fails to start. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. 
My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multimillionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show it just might be you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I have to remind you to go to lightpink.com right now because if you want to get exclusive discounts and coupon codes for all of your holiday shopping this year and maybe gifts for yourself because all my top picks are in there, all my top favorites, all about what are you going to wear this holiday? What are you going to shop for? How are you going to buy something unique for that person and those people that you love? And that's what this holiday gift guide is all about. Not just that, we wanted to give you some free gifts as well. So there is a free preset in there to make your pictures look freaking amazing this holiday to brighten everything up. So easy to use. And also you guys, we also have a membership to an exclusive program that you are absolutely going to love for free, three months free. So go to lightpink.com and find all of my favorite top picks with discounts. And not only that, but you get the opportunity to shop small and support female-owned businesses. So we have a lot of different businesses in there, but over half of them are female-owned and operated small businesses that you can support and shop from. Because truly, that is what support looks like, supporting with your dollar and supporting by sharing and getting the word out. So you guys definitely go to lightpink.com right now. And today... I have Brock Johnson on the podcast. He's a 24-year-old former college athlete with a passion for helping others grow their brands using social media. His specialty is short-form video on Instagram and online storytelling. After less than two years in business, Brock reached a six-figure income as a college student. He's a co-host of the Build Your Tribe podcast, instructor of multiple online courses, viral TikTok creator, and an Instagram marketing expert. Brock has helped 
thousands of entrepreneurs learn to build their business, even with limited time and money. He has a specialty in IG stories, and his mission is to help you grow your brand and effectively market using these platforms. I'm telling you, I was so inspired and I learned so much from Brock. And if you even just follow him on Instagram, you're about to learn how to make your reels so much better, so much easier. He gives you step-by-step on everything to do, even if you're someone like me who didn't know what the heck to do with reels. This podcast is gold. So let's get started. Brock, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Yeah, Lori, thank you so much for having me. We were just chatting earlier and I said, it's just that it's that wonderful world of social media that we're Mm -hmm. actually going to talk about today that makes you feel like you know people, feel like I know you. I love your parents. They're freaking amazing. Um, But also started following you and you do incredible things on Instagram. You truly are an account that adds so much value that it's there's there's no wonder that you've been able to just organically attract uh, so many people to what you are doing and and into programs and you know I definitely know that this audience that is listening are people who are all either aspiring to grow a business, have a business, or just people who know the value of growing social media for something that they want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. So what even got you started? on this path of wanting to learn how to grow organically? Like what got you excited about social media? Yeah. So really like going back to the roots of my first business when I was 19 years old, um, it was teaching moms how to keep their kids safe on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So there was a piece of social media there, but it was different um, than what I do now. You know, now I'm all about Instagram and organic growth and marketing and business and that sort of thing. But originally it started out Um, helping moms keep their kids safe on Snapchat, learning to use the platform. That very quickly grew and evolved. And that's the first kind of thing that I would recommend to any new business owner, really any business owner, is the ability to adapt and change and also just recognize that whatever you're doing now is likely going to have to change and have to pivot, um, if not in the next few years, maybe even in the next few months. Mm. Um, You know, I think we all kind of had to deal with a lot of that in 2020. Um, But so that was my first business was helping moms keep their kids safe on Snapchat. Very quickly, I realized I had just taught thousands of people who a lot of which were network marketers, Mm. small business owners who own businesses. um, I taught them how to use a new social media platform, one that they hadn't been on before. Um, So now I wanted to also help them. And really, they were asking me, how do I use this new social media channel that I learned to use to keep my kids safe? But now I just know how to use it. How can I use this? to grow my business. So I had that coupled with simultaneously, I was growing my business on Snapchat, thousands of viewers watching my stories on Snap every day, thousands of people following me on Snapchat. So I was building my business on Snapchat and I began teaching others how to do the same thing. Fast forward a few years later, Instagram kind of starts to take over the market. They introduce their own version of stories. And really they they siphon off a big part of Snapchat's demographic and Snapchat's audience. Um, And so I kind of went with the mass, the mass exodus and moved from Snapchat over to Instagram. And that's really what brought me to where we are today, which is focusing on Instagram marketing and organic Instagram growth. Mm. 
So, so many things that you just said, uh, you know, I think one of the most important things is nimbleness, the um, recognition of when you need to pivot um, and and that stuff, whether that is just in social media or in business or, you know, it also translates in life. I'd love to know just about a little bit about where, what your mindset is around, uh, you know, expectation, detachment around that, a, a pivot, the risk, all of those things. How do you... How do you get in that mindset of just like, I don't know what's coming or what's next, but I'm going to, you know, make a, a, as as best of a decision as I can. So tell me a little bit about that just in life and in social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I was kind of slapped in the face with uh, this, this reality of life and adulthood and, and just being a human being when I was uh, funny enough, right around 19 years old, right around when I started that first business. Um, I had for the first 19 years of my life, a very clear outlined detailed plan for Mm. what was going to happen in sequential order. I can remember going all the way back to when I was six years old, having a clear outline plan. I'm going to do this in high school. This is what I'm going to do in college. I'm going to play in the professional football league in the NFL. Mm -hmm. This is like the series of steps. Then when I was 19 years old, a lot of things changed, changed. And really, uh, they started to change when I was 17 or 18 years old. Um, we don't need to get too far deep into that story, but the college that I went to originally wasn't a college that was ever on my quote unquote planned list of, of potential future colleges, Mm -hmm. great university. I started out at Georgetown university, but it wasn't ever like where I saw myself going Mm. after six months there, after my first semester, my, my fall first football season, I transferred another thing that I never thought I would ever do in a million years, transferred from Georgetown university to UC Davis in Northern California. So now I'm at a totally new school, a school that I had never even heard of growing up a school that like, even though it's in my home state, Mm. I didn't even know it existed or that it had a football team. So a million things didn't go according to plan. So I was kind of forced to come to this realization that this idealized plan that I had come up with for my life, um, it was definitely not going to be followed. Mm. And kind of, you know, the, the conclusion of that sentence is that it's still working out for the best. All of it is still turning out so well. That's not to say every little day or every moment is joyful and happy and just the most, uh, you know, amazing experience ever, but all of these changes in plan were ultimately for the best. They were way better. They turned out way better than the things that I had originally planned for myself. Um, and then the one final thing that I will say about this topic is that when I was at UC Davis, uh, one of our founding principles on our football team was detach from the result. Mm. That was something that was really preached um, by our offensive coordinator, who was also our quarterback coach. And I played quarterback, so I was around him all the time. And that was something he really preached and believed in, detaching from the result and boil that down. What does that mean? It's basically, instead of focusing on the scoreboard and the stats that you put up and the win-lose of the game, it's focusing on the daily practices, you know, literally practicing on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. the habits, the routines, the workouts, the, the film study, and all of those small minor habits that ultimately make the huge differences in our life. Mm, So good. What are you feeling challenged by right now, just in, in general, in life, in business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, I think that kind of the, the biggest challenge for me right now, um, is just learning who I am in business separated from the rest of my family in mm. business. Because for people who don't know who are listening, I was raised in a very entrepreneurial family. A lot of people know my mom, Shalene Johnson. Uh, so I was raised around business. I was raised with 
um, kind of a, a celebrity in the fitness world, at least being my mom. Um, and so I was always kind of around this. And then in starting my business, she helped me out a lot. And we do a lot of business things together. We are co-owners um, of my biggest, most like my biggest income stream, my biggest business. We're co-owners of it together. Um, and so a lot of the things I do is still very much tied to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that I, I want to, you know, flip the script or that I, or I'm, you know, against my parents or anything like that at all, but just really figuring out who am I in business separate from or without, uh, my parents and, and this family that I was raised a part of. So that's, that's probably the biggest struggle or challenge that I'm working on right now. Oh man, I love that. And honestly, I think we all have the first part of the sentence. So you're not totally alone. Like, who am I in business? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, whether it's, it's cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros and cons with that, right. That maybe some, some people don't see and not, not cons in terms of like a bad thing in life, but identity things, just trying to figure out who you are after something. And I think it's either, you know, people who have been in sports, I was in the fitness world forever. And when I was pivoting, it was just like, it's finding that, that version of you with who you are now. And I think that's all, honestly, whether it's you trying to figure that out with your parents, it's kind of like, it's always going to be there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. wait, who Mm -hmm. am I now? Who am I now that there's no Instagram? Who am I now? You know, if, if these things happen in the future. So I love that. That goes right back to the nimbleness and the, you know, pivoting and, and why those things are so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. So, um, we're going to, we're going to mix this in, in guys, we're going to be digging into, we're going to be talking just about mindset, personal life things that you're willing to share. Um, and also Instagram, because I just, Instagram is life. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Although who are we without it right now? Something we have to figure out. Okay. So what, what are the, what are the keys? What do you think the keys are for people who have an idea who, you know, have a business right now? I know even for me, who's pivoting into products. Um, I'm now in another phase of looking at Instagram in a different way of, you know, how do I really organically build this audience even more and convert them? So let's chat about that. Like the steps to growing your Instagram. Yeah. So there's a million different Instagram experts out there who are going to give you a million different strategies. Some of them are going to be more or less beneficial. Some of them might be absolutely terrible and some of them might make a difference in your account. Uh, But really, ultimately, I want to help people figure out a way to save the most time and make the most money on Instagram. So you're not spending 19 hours a day glued to your phone. That sounds great. If you want to... Sorry. I said, that sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. No, yeah. Like if you want to, you know, scroll Instagram for hours and that's, that's your thing, then go for it. But I think most of us would like to live our life outside mm-hmm. of Instagram. Um, and that's, that's really what I want to help people with. So boil it all down. Instagram growth is ultimately about three things. And honestly, this is the same way to grow on Twitter, on TikTok, on pretty much every social media channel. They all pretty much work the same way. Step one, clearly identify your niche. It's a scary thing. It's a scary topic. People hate the idea of niche. If you have no idea what niche means, it's you know basically like a, a focus or an expertise or a subcategory within a general industry, um, if you will. But you start with your niche. You absolutely have to start with your niche. There's too much competition out there. It's Instagram, all these social medias. There's too many voices, millions of people clamoring for your attention. The way you stand out is by getting really specific with what you're talking about. So that's step one. Identify your niche. And then kind of like one B is make that clear in your bio. Like when, when we, when we read your Instagram profile or your Facebook bio or whatever platform you use, it needs to be really clear to us what it is you're here to do. Like, why should I click on your profile? Why should I subscribe? Why should I follow you? What is it you're all about? That's step one. Step two, 
post consistently. I'll give you a definition for what I mean by consistently. Multiple feed posts per day. Not just one, not just a few a week, not just whenever you remember to, but if you want the honest, hard truth, it's multiple feed posts per day. Mm. And the reason for that is that the more you post, the more you grow. Every single post is an opportunity to reach those new followers and bring them into your business, bring them to your account. Um, And then the other part of posting multiple times a day is that it serves and keeps you connected with your existing followers. Mm -hmm. So you need to post more than once a day. And I know that that's not the fun thing to say. And I know, I know a lot of other Instagram experts are going to say, no, no, just, just like post a couple times a week and you'll be fine. And that's because they're trying to hold you, you hold your hand and, and keep you, you know, having a friendship, a relationship with them. But I'm going to tell you the honest truth. And I'm going to tell you what has been researched and proven to be true and what our data supports, which is that if you want to grow on Instagram, at least in 2021, it's multiple feed posts per day. And then my little asterisk that I'll put on that is that those feed posts should all, of course, relate to your niche. It shouldn't just be like, hey, here's what I had for breakfast. Hey, here's my kid on their first day of school. Hey, hey here's me out to dinner. It should relate to your niche. So that's step one is niche. Step two, post consistently. And then step three for growth is to start to build those relationships, Mm. those direct message conversations, those uh, back and forths within the comments section, those engaging with other accounts, going out of your way to go interact with other profiles and have conversations and answer questions and serve people. Not only will that help you grow your following, but also when it comes time to sell, that's going to make leaps and bounds of difference when you are converting these followers into customers because they have to build that trust with you. They have to have this relationship, this this back and forth, this real understanding for who you are. Mm. And that happens through the daily small habits and conversations and and back and forth dialogues that we have, primarily in the direct messages and, and partially in the comment section. Hey, I know this episode is so freaking good, but we're going to take a little break because I need to remind you that you probably need to update your home essentials for the new season. One of those things is probably that you deserve some new bedding and sheets. And we have you covered with our new downloadable light pink holiday gift guide. One of my favorite items we featured in the gift guide is definitely the Lux Hardcore Sheet Bundle from Brooklinen. You can get $20 off your purchase of $100 at brooklinen.com when you use promo code Lori. Brooklinen creates simple, beautiful, high-quality home essentials like breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels. I have a ton of these, you guys. Cozy robes and comfy loungewear. They cut out the middleman and work directly with the manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. You guys know how expensive sheets can get. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. My team and I have been working so hard on putting together the light pink holiday gift guide for you. And it's certainly a labor of love and we put so much thought into every single product that we are recommending in there. Brooklyn and Sheets have been one of the most amazing additions to the comfort of our home and I just have to share them with you. We recently tried out the Lux Sateen fabric, which has a 480 thread count and feels so cozy and buttery, which is perfect for wintertime. And if you already own a set of Brooklyn and Sheets yourself, they make an incredible gift for friends and family. Nobody is mad at brand new sheets, especially if they're for a guest bedroom that you frequently stay in. That's a win-win for everyone. So give yourself, your family, and friends the comfort of 
refreshing your linens. You deserve it and get get it from Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Lori to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code Lori for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. Now let's get back to the episode. Tell me about the things that you like are scrolling and you just kind of cringe. <laughs> um, like, oh I th- yeah. So, so I think that the overly perfected Photoshopped feed, very popular in 2016, 2017, and it worked really well. And I think people, they have a general idea of what we're talking about. You know, the, uh, the same font on every single picture and the same like cues in every photo and everything is Photoshopped and looks just absolutely gorgeous. Like it's the cover of a magazine and, and everything is perfect and fake. And what we've realized is that, that that's inorganic, that's inauthentic, that's not real. And people don't want that. People no longer are attracted to this like fake, idealized, perfect life. Instead, people want what's real. And really, ultimately, people want to be served. Mm-hmm. They want you to serve them on Instagram. They want you to give them value. They don't care how pretty you and your family look in front of a private jet. Like that's awesome. And that might get a lot of likes. That's not going to bring in customers. And that's not going to bring in business. And that's not going to bring in real followers. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring in people who are interested in vanity and want to follow you because they think your life is perfect and you're making it look pretend perfect on social media. So when I see that stuff, um, it makes me cringe. When I see these like professionally done photo shoots with fancy editing and graphics, and it just, to me, it feels like this is um, putting a lot of work into the vanity and the visuals and not putting a lot of work into the actual substance and the actual value of your Instagram. So, so when I see stuff like that, when I'm scrolling, it, it definitely makes me cringe. Tell me about how long people should be kind of waiting or setting their expectations at before they feel like they can sell or, you know, I think we know so many people or have seen so many people who they don't have an audience and then all of a sudden they're like, but I have a course in me or I have a book. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, oh my gosh, (laughs) like we need to talk. So tell Uh me a little bit about what that, what that process even looks like from, I think I want to be an entrepreneur. I think I have a product. I want to sell something to, I haven't even been talking to my audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So of course this is really variable, right? Depending on like, mm-hmm. what are you offering? Are you offering a free product or are you offering a $10,000 mastermind? Yeah. Um, it also depends on like, what is your niche? Are you in beginner rock climbing? Are you in crocheting? Are you in Instagram growth? Like what is that industry you're in? Cause every industry has a little bit different expectations. Um, I don't think, let me say this. I don't think that you need a certain number of followers to be successful. I think there's plenty of documented cases of people with millions of followers who can't sell squat. And then people with like a couple hundred followers who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on Instagram. So I don't think there's necessarily a set number of followers to achieve. Um, even though there is a great, um, uh, article, a great essay written by an economist that argues that there are, that you need a thousand true fans Uh, That's a really powerful study that was done. Um, And I would recommend people look into that. But basically what that says is, and I'll boil it down, is you need a thousand true fans to make $1 million a year. So a thousand true fans, a million dollars a year. That's that's really not that many people if you think about it. And you think about the potential reach on things like Instagram and TikTok. Like how long would it really take you? to get to a thousand true fans. And that's for a million dollars a year. Like what if you had a 500 true fans or 250 true fans? Um, so what I will say though, cause everyone wants a number, everyone wants like just 
how long do I need to do this for? Everyone wants to know what the minimum is. Give it 90 days. If you can consistently, every single day for 90 days straight, talk about one topic and really establish your credibility and your trust around this one topic, by the end of that 90 days, your followers should either be large enough that you are ready to start promoting or talking about whatever that offer is, or at least that um, you know, you'll, you'll have followers who are invested enough. Maybe you won't have thousands and thousands of followers at the end of 90 days, but whoever is following you is ready. Like they've been there for the last 90 days. They've heard you talking about this one topic over and over again. If they're still following you at the end of that time, they're most likely ready for the offer or whatever it is that you have to sell. Hmm. So good. So, you know, there are, there are so many things that you say that like many people on here, they might know, but you're a consistent, like, it's funny because I know reels work. Every time I post one, they work, Mm -hmm. except it's almost like I need this reminder. And I I partook in part of your challenge. I was one of the people Mm -hmm. who fell off. (laughs) But when I was doing like the few days of your, I think it was like 30 reels or 30 for 30 days or something. Mm -hmm. I think I Mm -hmm. did like three. Um, (laughs) Very proud of myself. But you're a, you're a consistent reminder. And honestly, I think if people listening who have any businesses or anything like that, you can make a business out of being a consistent reminder of the basics. Like mm-hmm. it's not like there's a secret that I think some people might be coming to you for like, tell me the secret. And you're like, yeah. okay, we're going to do this again. Here's how to be consistent. And then you do, you do a lot of really amazing things. Like you really kind of like share how simple it is. That's why I think the work that you do is so powerful. Um, but I'm saying all of this because I want to know what are the, I mean, like we know what it is. You've shared the steps. We could go Mm -hmm. and do that. We can create the content. What stops people and what makes good content? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, first of all, let me tell everyone a little bit about that 30 reels in 30 days challenge. That wasn't like some genius marketing plan that we thought of. That wasn't like, hey, I'm, I'm going to you know grow my following with this. That was literally, Lori, that was me challenging myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I preach consistency. I preach daily posting. And I preach about the power of reels. What if I did a reel a day for the next 30 days? What would happen? Mm. I'll tell you, that was April 14th, 2021 when I started that. I had about 80,000. I think I was at like 79 point something thousand followers at that time. And I said to my fiance on day one, I said, I bet you by the end of this 30 days, I'll be over the 100,000 follower mark. That's my bet. So I bet I'll grow by 20,000. Well, at the end of 30 days, I was over 110. I think it was at like 114,000 followers. Wow. So it was like 34, 35,000 followers in a 30 day period. And I stuck to it. I did a reel a day. And some, some days I even did two reels. I think there was even a day where I did three reels wow. in one day, all posted to my Instagram feed, all about the same topic. Every single one of them was about growing on Instagram. That was the topic of every single one of those reels. And I invited people to do it with me. Like you said, you did a couple of them. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, tried their best. And there were people who, you know, they posted a few and they had good results and they weren't able to do all 30, but even just posting a few, mm-hmm. they saw the difference. So anyways, I got to the end of that 30 days and I was like, well, shoot, that was successful. I'm going to take the weekend off. I'm going to go camping and I'm going to try it again. So I did a round two and I went from about 115 to somewhere over 140,000. So again, another 30,000 follower growth. And now I'm not officially continuing it. I'm not doing a round three right now, but just because of the habits that I've built in myself, I still post about a reel a day. And now I'm over, I think, 165,000 followers at the time of recording this. 
So since April 14th, in basically a three-month span, I've doubled my followers from 80,000 to 160,000. Uh, it's basically just a reel a day. That's really like if people want like the secret growth strategy, it's just post more reels. <laughs> and I think the hang up, you ask like, what, what's the roadblock that people run into with this? Um, I think it's two things. First of all, you need to create habits and systems for success. Mm. I have multiple dozens of different habits around creating, around editing, around posting, around planning my content, around coming up with like, what the heck am I even going to post about? What right. are my ideas? Totally. You got to create the habits there. You can't just like think, you know, like write down the strategy and hope you're going to implement, write down something and hope you're going to stick to it. You have to create the habits so that it can really be implemented into your system. That's the first thing. Um, and the second thing with reels, and this I think really goes for all posts on Instagram. Um, the reason why people struggle with consistency is because they feel like their posts need to be super high quality. Mm -hmm. Part of this comes from like the, you know, what we talked about earlier with like the whole perfect feed and the Photoshop and all that stuff. Um, but I, I had this, this realization recently when it comes to this debate of quality versus quantity, because what I'm telling you is like the quantity has got to be high. If yeah. you want to grow, the quantity has got to be two or three, like multiple feed posts per day. So then the struggle is, how do I keep up with the quality? And here's kind of the realization that I've come to, Lori. It's that people set the bar way too high for themselves. <laughs> they set the bar of like, okay, I need to make A level content or A plus level mm. content. And you could call it the, the procrastinator in them, the perfectionist. You could, you could label it however you want. You could go to therapy and work on all these things, but really it's just setting the bar too high. <laughs> Yeah. Like setting the expectation for yourself way too high. Mm. So what I tell people to do and what I do myself is I don't try to make a plus content. Mm. I don't try to make a, I don't even try to make B plus. Con I, I don't even try to make B content. My goal is somewhere between a C plus and a B minus. Mm. That's where I'm trying to create my content. Like if I can get a passing grade, that's good enough for me. My goal is not to create a perfect post. My goal is not even necessarily to create an excellent, above average, like awesome post. It's just to make a post that's good enough. Mm. Because good enough is good enough. Good enough is good enough. Um, and I think that when people realize that and they recognize that, they can breathe a sigh mm. of relief and, and a breath of fresh air and start creating more content, start reaching more people, start serving their audience more regularly and not constantly be stressed out and bogged down by all of the different uh, um, challenges that come with trying to create excellent content. So rather than one A plus post a week, mm -hmm. let's post multiple B minus C plus level pieces of content every single day. That's really, that's, that's the stance I'm taking on the whole quality versus quantity thing. I love it. I mean, can we be great at being below average? Certainly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's so good. I actually had, I've, I have literally gone through this with myself so many times. Like you, ju I've just given up on the perfect page. I've given up on, I don't care if the photos are from last year. I'll literally just like, just get back in the habit of, of putting out content. And it is so weird. Like even some of the things that you post, like, yeah, some do not get any engagement and you go through this thing of like, should I take this down? It's like, no, leave it up, do it again. Leave it. Anyway, that's, I don't know if that's correct to do, but I'm just like, leave it up, do it again. Um, yeah. so, and it's, it's all feedback, right? Um, what are, so for you just in life in general, which I feel like it all applies to everything that we do, right? It's our patterns, it's our habits. What are three beliefs that you have had 
to let go of that maybe you had growing up, maybe were instilled by something someone said to you, a coach, something you know in your life that you have had to let go of or unlearn in order to become the Brock of today? Mm, yeah. Okay. Really great question. Um, I think the first one is that I have to be perfect. Mm. Like I have to be perfect. Perfectionism, something that I really struggled with growing up. Um, so, you know, I, I might've gone on a few rants today talking about how you don't need to be perfect. It's not necessary and good enough is good enough. Um, that took me about 20 years to learn. Um, <laughs> so, um, you don't have to be perfect. Another belief that no longer serves me that I, I really had to, uh, get rid of. Um, it, it's just that it's okay to fail really. Like it's, it's okay mm-hmm. to fail. It's okay to, to mess up and make mistakes. And like you said, sometimes you're going to make a post on Instagram and you might think it's great, but it does terrible. You know, like some people might see that as a failure or some people might see posting B minus level content as a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really something that social media is going to force you to learn. You're going to get a kick in the butt if you're scared of failure, because mm-hmm. either you're never going to post on social media or you're going to be confronted with failure on a daily basis mm-hmm. because algorithms change. People are unpredictable. Like things happen. It, it's Instagram. We don't control it. We don't control TikTok. You know, you're, you're going to fail all the time on social media. Um, so letting go of perfectionism, letting go uh, of that fear of failure. Um, those are really, really the two biggest lessons I would say that I've had to, to deal with. Um, and then I think probably the third that I've, I've had to let go of or, or deal with, um, is just the, the recognition that you're not gonna be able to make everyone happy. Mm. You're not, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to be for you. And that's totally okay. You don't like everyone. You, you know, not, not everyone is for you. You don't, you don't love everyone. You don't, you don't in, instantly just like admire and love and, and respect every single person. You know, there, there's going to be people who you don't like, and that's okay. There's going to be who, people who don't like you. There's enough fish in the sea. There's 8 billion people on this planet. There's a billion people who use Facebook and Instagram. Like there's enough people, mm. there's enough, uh, potential customers, if you will. And I know we're talking about business. There's enough potential customers and clients and potential followers or subscribers to go around. Not everyone is going to be for you, but when you try to be for everyone, you end up stopping being yourself. Mm-hmm. When you try to like sh- be, uh, this Jack of all trades and wear every mask and, and, um, appeal to every single person, you end up appealing to no one because you're, you're not even a real person at that point. You're, you're just trying to, to, to play, all, play all these people at the same time uh, rather than being yourself and recognizing that, hey, a lot of people aren't going to like me, but also a lot of people are. And those are my lifers. Those are the people in my tribe. Those are the people who are going to subscribe to my podcast and who are going to follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube. Those are my people. The only way to attract those is to be you. Mm. Yes. So tell me about, I want to know about your, what you feel is your absolute zone of genius. Like when you are just like, you love who you are, you're so in it, you're in flow. And then I want to know about the weakness where you are just like, this is no, this is either, this is not for me. I'm going to hire someone for this. I'm terrible at this. This is where I'll break down. This is a disaster. Yeah. Um, so I think that my, my zone of genius, I think I'm, I'm really, I've developed this skill, um, of, Taking trends, taking things that are popular, first of all, just recognizing that they are trends, that they are popular, figuring out why they're trends or why they're popular, and then creating my own spin on them or or applying them to my niche. And that's really what I've done uh, with these reels on Instagram. So like my, my zone of genius, I think, is being able to hear a sound that's trending and popular on TikTok or on reels or whatever, 
and very quickly being able to figure out mm. a, a popular, relatable, effective way that I can put my own spin on that and, and make it applicable to my niche. I, I really enjoy that too. Oftentimes they're goofy and funny and silly and mm-hmm. I get to play characters or uh, put on funny hats and wear wigs and, and dance around a little bit. That's very much who I am. That's very much mm-hmm. in my personality. love doing that. And, and I think I've developed a, a good skill at it. Something I'm not good at is every little detail, checking off the boxes, um, remembering every little detail. My brain is often checking out, zoning out and going back to this like creative space of, I'm going to think of a real idea when I should be paying attention to what's being told to me at the DMV. Right. Um, so that's what I try to outsource. I try to out- outsource as much as I can making appointments and managing schedules. My schedule, I, if it wasn't for my assistant, I wouldn't show up to any meeting. I would have triple booked every single podcast interview. Um, and it would not go well, it would not be very successful, but I've learned, um, through outsourcing with my assistant, through relying on my fiance and, and her skill sets to the really complement mine, mm. um, the, that these things can be manageable. Some of them can be improved and some of them, um, I just got to deal with the best I can. Yeah. I, I feel you on that, the creative brain. Um, so when you were younger, how did that affect you? Like, I know that, you know, now you, you know, to outsource, right. You've been around that you have these conversations, you know, that a weakness is not a bad thing, but what was maybe a belief that you held about yourself? Like, did you think, Oh my God, this, this side of me, I know that this is a problem or why is it like this? What was that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think growing up, I, I didn't, even re- really recognize that in myself mm. or recognize that that was a problem. Um, I think that I was so wrapped up in the people pleaser, the perfectionist mm. tendencies Interesting. Um, that, that I really just drove myself to take every little note, pay as great of attention as I could be the best student I could, um, you know, sit in the front row, review me, always turn in my homework on time to like do dot every I and cross every T Um, and I forced myself to do that. And that was very much fueled by, um, the anxiety that I felt, the pressure that I placed on myself Mm. to be perfect and to make everyone happy. And so I think it's, it's kind of, you know, the double-edged sword of like, as I've begun to release that anxiety and and alleviate that pressure and stop being such a people pleaser and perfectionist that also, you know, some of those perfect tendencies have also gone away, which I, Mm. I think is a great thing. Real quick, I have to tell you that I got something in the mail that was so cool. It literally had my name printed all over the bottle. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might not be great for straight hair. Being a blonde always has its challenges. Let me tell you about it, especially living in the desert, fighting dryness since we have to color it so often. So I've been focusing on the highest quality products to use in my hair so that I can keep being blonde. That's why I've been using Pros. I've teamed up with Pros and they are offering 50 15% off your first order at pros.com slash Lori. The best part about it is that their products are all super effective because they're personal and customized just for your hair type. First Pros has you take an in-depth hair quiz, which I did, that helps them understand your hair type, lifestyle, and environment. Pros asked me really unexpected things like what makes up my hair, my diet, my weekly stress level, how often do I style my hair, what tools do I use, and if my hair is prone to retaining odor. Who would have thought Next Pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients I should be using in my custom routine. I absolutely love the shampoo and conditioner and have noticed my hair becoming shinier, stronger, more hydrated. Pros has been such an amazing hair care line for me personally, but 
If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care. They will take your products back with no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Literally, take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Lori. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Lori for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And I have to tell you, it was so cool that I got to pick my own scent and I am obsessed with what I chose. So head over there now. So I definitely have the people pleaser in me. So it makes me wonder if you could elaborate just a little bit more uh, of because the the perfectionist can bring really great things in your life, right? Like it can it can bring you a lot of achievements. It's it it makes you show up in a certain way. It it's mm-hmm. it's just it can bring really wonderful things. But can you tell me about some of the just tell me how some of the things negatively have affected you in your life or what that's done and how you've worked through some of those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, definitely I can relate to that. The first 19 years of my life, I was, um, you know, back-to-back state champion, high school football player playing for my dad and my grandpa. I was the state player of the year. I was the quarterback. I had the cheerleader girlfriend, like check off every box from a Disney movie. And that was my life mm-hmm. for the first 19 years. But also behind the scenes, when, when the camera was turned off, I was sure it's still like a happy, positive, goofy kid. But I also dealt with a lot of internalized pressures and, and a lot of anxiety mm. um, and, and a lot of uh, real fears of letting people down and, and making people upset and, and quote unquote failing people by not being perfect. Mm. Um, so that was something that not a lot of people saw, not a lot of people knew that I deal with. And honestly, that I kind of denied to myself that I even dealt with, you know, for the first 19, 20, 21 years of my life. Um, some one way that I really tangibly allowed myself kind of like forced myself, um, to break through this people pleaser and this, um, this perfectionist, ten- perfectionist tendency that's scared to fail, um, was I set a challenge for myself. And I think this was like February of 2017. I challenged myself that in the month, um, I had to be, I had to ask for something and be told no, like I had to be told no, denied, fail, whatever you want to call it. I think it was like 50 times in that month. And I was single at that time. So like part of it was like asking girls on dates. Like I had to just like be bold and like walk up to a stranger and be like, Hey, would like, can I have your number? I'd like to go on a date, whatever. Um, and so like in dealing with that and learning that I had to deal with a lot of rejection, mm-hmm. a lot of no's, you know, asking for discounts at, at restaurants, mm-hmm. just like out of the blue, Hey, can I have 15% off? <laughs> no questions asked. It's not even a holiday. Just like I have 15%. Off. Like most, That's you know, it, it's cool because it's, it's a win-win situation because either you're, you're going to get told no, and you're going to get to work on your, your fear of rejection and perfectionism, or you're going to get told yes, and, we're, and you're going to get 15% off your burger. So mm-hmm. it's a win-win. Um, but that was something I challenged myself to do. Um, and I really think it, it helped a lot. And then ultimately, you know, I, we haven't brought this up or talked about this so far, but something that's absolutely central to my story and my growth, uh, was therapy. I started going to therapy, uh, therapy a few times when I was little growing up, um, here and there, like my parents had me go a few times for things that I was working on or, 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 uh, challenged by. Um, but then when I was about 19 or 20 years old, like that's when I went to therapy and really realized a lot of these things about myself, realized these tendencies I had. And since that time for the last five or six years, I still go to therapy on a regular basis. I see my, saw my therapist on Wednesday. Uh, my, my fiance and I, we do couples therapy every other week. So I'm a huge 
believer, huge proponent uh, of therapy and specifically EMDR therapy. Mm. It's funny. I was just talking to your mom about that last time I saw her. Um, <laughs> so she's like, how have you not done that yet? I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, so, okay. I, you know, you, uh, not that this matters, but you are in a relationship. How old are you? 24. Okay. So I got married young. Mm-hmm. I was married at 24. Um, and it's just a different, you know, that was 15 years ago now. So it's a different landscape. I think about this all the time with people because it's totally different dating landscape than when I was younger. Um, what are some of the things that you, because I can only imagine from the family that that you're from and how you guys talk about everything and how you've used therapy. This is kind of along the, that those mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you feel like have made your relationship successful? And what are some of the things that you want to incorporate and adopt as you both stand together and look out at your Mm. future together? Yeah. So great question. Something that like we're really talking about ourselves and starting to deal with now as we plan for our wedding, which is about a year from now. And then you're planning, you know, like the future of where we're going to live and starting our family and and stuff like that. So this is a lot of what we're, what we're talking about now. Um, My parents, we're strong believers. You can date whoever you want. You can marry whoever you want. My mom said, the only rule, the only rule I have for you, I'll never judge anyone. I'll never, you know, tell you yes or no. My only rule is that your spouse, whoever it is that you're going to marry has to at least be willing and open to go to therapy. Mm. And so what did I do? I married someone who's going to be a therapist. She's currently in, <laughs> she's currently in grad school, uh, pursuing her, her, uh, degree, her certification in marriage and family therapy. You're saving time uh, so and appointments. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she is going to literally be a licensed therapist. So she took that, my, my fiance did to the absolute extreme. Um, but I very much think that her and I are, are very much like yin and yang in that, uh, sure. We're on the same wavelength in a lot of things. We have a lot of the same beliefs and ideals and passions, interests, hobbies, whatnot. Uh, but we very much complement each other too. Mm. Our brains work very differently. She's very organized, very type A, like our, our brains are just, we're on different wavelengths. And because of that, uh, we can really complement each other. Now, sometimes that leads to headache and frustration totally. because sometimes the waves crash into each other. Um, but for the most part, we're able to really complement each other. And I think that um, moving forward in our family, you know, having a, a therapist for a mom, uh, which, which my kids will, um, and being married to a therapist, which I will be, um, I think we're just going to really value and prioritize, um, that open line of communication, Mm. um, with our kids, uh, really encouraging them if, if not challenging them, uh, to have, be able to have this dialogue with us, to have a complex emotional vocabulary, uh, to really understand boundaries and understand, um, consequences and understand, um, you know, their rights and their autonomy as children. And that they're the, you know, all of that, that, that goes along with it. Um, so I'm excited for this next chapter and and I'm really thankful that I get to go through it with someone who's literally going to be a therapist. Um, but I'm sure that we'll continue to kind of, you know, also encourage our kids to go to therapy as well. Mm, That's so great. Yeah. Marriage is, is quite literally, I think if for me in my experience has been the best thing in the entire world. So it's just in right when you think it's like, you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. It gets even better. I, I think when the communications open, you know, and you're willing to grow and you're both like, I, I think, uh, you know, goal oriented because it's so fun to go after things together mm-hmm. and dream together. Absolutely. So, so my question for you in those moments, those like 
you know, I'm not going to dig in too deep here, but like those private quiet moments or like when you're just dreaming together and you're, you know, just, you know, the juicy moments where you just Mm -hmm. feel like you're like, oh, this is like literally what it's all about. And people would never maybe know this about us from the outside. Like, what are the things that you guys are talking about that just like, it's, it's what is the glue? It's what excites you guys about having those moments together. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so so I think that those moments they um, they actually come up quite a bit for for Tay and I, Taylor, um, and we're very intentional in our relationship. And I think that's something that I can can really thank her for, um, something that she's brought to the relationship, but also something that was very central and, and important for me in finding a partner and in my life before uh, we got together and started dating. Um, just really, really being intentional. So setting aside time. Uh, where we have relationship check-ins, which is something we do every two weeks is we sit down on Sunday night, we have a list of questions that we go through and we kind of like just reevaluate and check in. How'd the last two weeks go for you in our relationship? Like, how are you doing? What you working on? What are, you know, acknowledging what we notice in, in our partner, acknowledging what we would like to um, happen in the next two weeks. And, and that can be as tangible as like, hey, I'd like to go on a date or mm. go camping, or it can be something that's more, uh, of an idea, like, you know, I, I want more quality time together or, or I want more alone time. Um, and so just being very intentional with that is something that, that I really, really enjoy. Like that's, that's really the, the peaks in our relationship and, and then intentionality around like our morning routines and intentionality mm-hmm. around like, Hey, after dinner, we're not going on our phones. We're not working. Like we're, we're sitting together and we're spending some quality time watching Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's really like the, that, that's the juicy stuff. That's, that's our special moments. And we, we treat our relationship. We don't, it's not just kind of an afterthought or something that we just kind of let exist. We're very intentional with, um, how we manage it and how we kind of, uh, are thoughtful really with, with our love and our appreciation and our, uh, our interactions together. Mm, so good. You're going to be even better than great. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. You're going to love it. Um, so with looking out at your future and your business, is there anything that you have in your head that you're like on the bucket list of, we'll start with like business on the bucket mm-hmm. list of business, where do you see yourself just as like, mm-hmm. you know, the, when everyone says, um, you know, reaching, reaching your highest self, what is Brock doing as his, his highest self in the future? Uh, yeah. Re- retiring. <laughs> one of my big goals. And, and it's, so I know good it, at that too. Funny, it might sound outlandish to people, but uh, one of my big goals for myself is to retire by the time I'm 30. So I'm 24 right now. I got six years to do it. I want to retire by the time I'm 30. And someone asked me a great follow-up question to that recently, which is like, what does retirement mean for me? <laughs> yep. Retirement means for me still having passive income and maybe working a few hours a week if I want to, but really ultimately being able to spend as much time as I possibly humanly can uh, with my kids um, being able to just do whatever I want, being able to enjoy life and not have to, um, post three reels a day, you know, every day for the rest of my life. Um, so that's something that I'm, I'm really striving towards and working towards right now in the nearer future. I want to definitely create something with, uh, my fiance Taylor. Like we, we have plans in the works of, of a few different business ideas that we're working on, but long-term I would love, absolutely love to retire at the age of 30. Mm, I love that. So what are some other things in, we'll go back to Instagram land, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe for, uh, somebody who's struggling with, we'll go, we'll go back to reels cause they're hot right now. Um, yeah. you know, creating content, some tips around like how you plan your, do you, do you sit and consume for a while and go look at 
Where do we find, you know what I mean? Like looking at reels, where do you create ideas from? Mm-hmm. All of my ideas just come from other people. Definitely not a creative genius. All of my ideas are just, hey, I see other people made this viral video. I'm going to recreate it and put my own spin on it. That's really all I do. And I think my biggest tip there is just to consume with intentionality Mm. because we all fall victim to consuming for hours unintentionally, just scrolling through TikTok and Instagram. And there's a time and place for that. And sometimes you need a mental break. I understand. But when you're in this business mindset, when you're using Instagram for your business and you have limited hours and time in your day, consume with intentionality. And so when you're scrolling through reels, instead of just being entertained, notice why you're being entertained. Why did this video hook Mm -hmm. you in? Did you hear this sound four times already? Oh, maybe that's a clue that this is, you know, a a trending audio and Mm -hmm. you should hop on the trend and reuse this audio yourself. You know, if you're scrolling through your Instagram feed, why did I like this image? Versus why did I save this one? Versus why did I scroll by these three? What were these three doing that these two didn't? And constantly just um, basically treating it like a giant research project or like an, like an investigator um, and, and just studying your own behavior on Instagram. Um, I think that that's a, a great tip for people to just move from this place of passive consumption to really intentional um, use of whatever social media platform you're on. That's so good. That's literally, even when I post any reels, that's the only thing I'm like, oh, I just watched this six times and I think I could do this one. And I think sometimes we start with, I I observe myself looking at these reels and I'm like, that's so great. And I'm like, but that's so complicated. So I'm probably not going to start with that one because it's just going to frustrate me. So I literally pick them apart. Like how this is, are you ready? This is my level of laziness because I'm busy in so many other areas right now. So is everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm like, how easy is this? And is it entertaining? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like start there. And that's a great place to start. Like, especially for anyone listening who's scared of reels or struggles with consistency, like don't challenge yourself. Like I did this green screen reel recently and I'm sure a million people are going to challenge themselves to recreate this green screen effect. And I was like, like, don't, don't start with this crazy complex, start with a reel that doesn't even have an edit. Like it doesn't even have a cut. Mm -hmm. It's just one little four second video of you mouthing one sentence, add one piece of text and you're done. Like make it as simple and easy as possible. Yes. Prove to yourself that you can on that first one (laughs) and keep doing that. That's literally just like, that's the theme of life with everything. Just like the Mm -hmm. 15% off discount at dinner. Give it a try. Mm -hmm. Just start with one, one simple sentence and see how it feels to get rejected. (laughs) So fun. So what are some things that you, do you have anything on your, on your heart that you want to share or that you wish more people knew? Yeah, I think that uh, kind of my my go-to, my fallback, if you will, is like to just get started. Mm. Like if you're scared on Instagram or you're scared of YouTube or scared of whatever social media or you're scared to start your business is really to just get started. I always say she who starts and fails will always be ahead of she who fails to start. Like, so good. You just, you, you just thank you. You just, you just got to get started. Mm-hmm. You just got to get started in it. And I feel like so many, um, you know, business tycoons and experts, like I always feel some version of these quotes where they say, just get started. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, okay, they're not telling me the whole truth. Like there's some secret there that, that they're not telling me there's, there's this like power that, that the ultra wealthy, that the wealthy and the business owners and that the successful people in the world know that the rest of us don't, mm-hmm. there's no special secret sauce. It's just, they got started and they failed and they failed and they failed. And I, I heard this great quote recently. I forget what book it was in, um, but it was, if you want to double your success rate, triple your failure rate. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Failed three times as much if you want to have double the success. And mm-hmm. basically that's just this idea of like, get started and then just keep failing and you learn. You fail and you learn. You fail and you learn. And before you look at it, people are like, oh my gosh, you're winning. You're crushing it. You're so successful. And you're like, I've just been failing and learning over and over again for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, yeah. So feel that it's my whole life. The faster you fail, the the quicker you can win. So mm-hmm. good. Um, well, thank you so much for this. What do you have going on right now? Where can we, so if we want more, you know, it, like Instagram help, like all of uh, the advice, like maybe keeping us consistent. I know you do so many great things with helping people follow through. Where can we find more? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my mom and I do have this membership together, this little Instagram club where we help people save time and make money on Instagram. We do it together. There's live videos, there's pre-recorded, um, and that's called the Insta Club Hub. Um, but rather than even hopping into that, I really encourage people to just follow me on Instagram. Start mm-hmm. for free. Start with the lowest cost of investment possible. My Instagram is brock 11 Johnson. So there's that one, one in the middle, Brock 11 Johnson, just follow me there. Like I've said a million times today, I post multiple feed posts a day that are going to help you grow on Instagram. Quick tips, quick advice, little tiny reminders. I might make you laugh. I might post a relatable thing about Instagram growth, but it's all about Instagram growth. And if you want to learn more about the Insta club hub, you can DM me, shoot me a message. It's me responding to all my messages. People every day are like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea you were going to respond. I respond to all of my direct messages. So go ahead, shoot me a DM, we can chat. Um, And Lori, thanks so much for having me today. I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm so grateful for you. Truly your, uh, when you were doing those challenges, it was the, it was the thing that made me look at reels totally differently and just made me stop overthinking it and trying to be perfect. So look what you struggled with, you taught, and then I let go of it too. So, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much. And you guys know that the biggest thing that we can do for our guest is to let Brock know what your biggest takeaway was and to go follow him on Instagram. So let him know what was the value that he added to your life. Are you going to try one of his challenges coming up? Are you starting to follow him? What? tell him. It's one of the the greatest things that we can give is letting them know the value that they added to your life. So you guys, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back 
And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.